0: It is time to go back, not to the future, but to the 90s with our new book, Mixtape Theology, 90s Christian Edition. In Mixtape Theology, we take some of our favorite songs of the 90s like Heaven in the Real World, New Way to Be Human, Love is a verb, and we dive deep into the lyrics and theology of those songs. It is a nostalgic ride with inspiring devotions, as well as 90s retrospectives and fun insights. Michael Tate of DC Talk of the Newsboy says that you better get ready to rock out and be inspired to the core. Michael W. Smith calls it a great read. Our goal is for you to fall in love with the gospel and these songs all over again. Right now, you can get Mixtape Theology on Amazon or at Walmart.com. Now, back to the podcast. Hello, welcome to Mixtape Theology. I'm Dr. Ashley, and I'm glad that you have joined us for another Mixtape Theology podcast. Here at Mixtape Theology, myself and my partner, Rachel Cash, love 90s contemporary Christian music, and we love to listen to our favorite songs from back in the day and and think about the lyrics and the theology and and how it moved in our lives back then, and then even how we've grown in our theology and our understanding of Scripture and some of those same songs, as well as just the, the nostalgia of the 90s and um, the things we were doing, what we were wearing, the trends in church culture, and so... Um, we just have a good time doing all that, and most of all, we want to focus on Jesus. I'm glad that you've joined us today for this Mixtape Theology podcast, and we're super excited about um, this series of podcasts. We we had an idea back in 2021 to um, begin to hear from our audience. We Many of us have this same common story, how God Use some of the same artists, but just the the music of that day, and maybe help bring us to the Lord or grow in our our walk with Jesus and our discipleship. And so we talk about what God's done in our lives, but we wanted to hear from you, and so we put it out there. And today I have one of our followers and listeners, Mister Tori Sorrell, and he's going to join us and tell us his story and his walk. And so, um, so Tori, first of all, thanks for joining us today. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we are pumped to have you. And it's really been neat, like um, this whole process, Rachel and I, We've kind of found our tribe, like the people that have in common the same stuff, the same music. Yeah. And so um, I have found that you are another one of those. And, you know, I'm just going to even say it. So we are videoing this, but you're just hearing the audio. As I sat here with Tori, he is actually wearing a Carmen T-shirt. All right. So now, did you get that at a concert or is that or, or did you pick it up like somewhere else or did Okay, so I found this uh, website online where
1: it's like a Christian uh, uh, T-shirt where it's like old school band shirts, all right, and right, right. Shirts, and uh, I found I found this shirt online, and it was like. I gotta have this because this is my one of my favorite songs and by my favorite artists. And it just seems to be appropriate and just who I stand for. Oh, and yeah. it's such a wonderful um, sight to see.
0: Yeah. So let me give our listeners a little description of this t-shirt. So it's got a little picture of a house with a question mark. And then, of course, you know the song Who's in the House? And it gives a big JC explanation point. Mm-hmm. So, man, fantastic shirt. I want to give you props on that. So, uh, so, Tori, just um, introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do, and, th- and that'll be interesting, and then yeah. we'll go from there.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, <coughs> hey, everyone, and uh, my name's Tori, and I am originally from Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, recently moved to Nashville And um, because the Lord has led me to an open door for a job, and um, I'm so glad to be here. I've been here since 2019, um, and just wonderful time just to really just to get out of my own space and to really just to really just find my purpose and just to really just expand the territory. And uh, I am here in the uh, room of uh, the choir room of Cornerstone Church, where I attend. And I am on the front line and also one of the choir members of uh, the church in, in Over those and just over the past year, I have enjoyed myself and just and really not only just leading but also participating and volunteering and just to really just to
0: help people just to reach out and just to really make a difference for Jesus Christ. Man, that's fantastic! Uh, I love your story. Um, and you didn't even tell what you do. So you work with Christian. Broadcast network, and you do prayer partners, and mm-hmm. so you're working in the ministry. You're on the front lines doing worship ministry at your church. Um, man, it's just so encouraging to to see yeah. how people are using their gifts for the Lord. So, man. so thank you for that, and. So so let's get into some nineties contemporary Christian music. Um how long have you been listening to nineties contemporary Christian music or how did you get started listening to it? Yeah. So uh I was born nineteen ninety three. So Uh oh well you were just a baby, man. <laughs> yeah, clearly
1: so I was in that kind of realm and um and
0: So just- you're jamming out to Carmen in kindergarten, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yes. Exactly. And so, and literally, just um, just growing up and just literally in my own household where my parents are just really just adamant on being Christians and just really making sure that I I and as well as my own two brothers. Uh, we were growing up to be great men of God and just to really just to make a difference and and the music and just in general just literally is just like an all around just an amazing thing. I listen to the likes of Carmen as usual but also there's other people like Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond and also um, Stephen Curtis Chapman Mm -hmm. and Michael W. Smith and uh, Sonic Flood and such other great Mm. wonderful bands such as Easy Talk, Audio Adrenaline. Oh, yeah. You're naming some good ones. The News yeah. Voice and such. Yeah. And um, at first, I mean, I was not, because at first, when I was young, I was only aware of Carmen and Kirk Franklin, but not as much as others mm-hmm. But at a young age. But when as I started growing, I started to really expand my world and just to hear what these guys got. and their music were just like off the hook all the time and just Mm. so amazing. And there Mm. are some challenging songs, encouraging songs, and some just revelation songs Mm. that were just really just helps you to know what it really means to be Christian.
0: Hmm. You know, one thing about your story that I really appreciate is just the fact that like listening to this music was just the culture of the house that you lived in. Um, I interviewed someone earlier today for another one of these podcasts and he didn't listen to contemporary Christian music at all. He, you know, he went to church and had the hymn book, but didn't even know that it existed. And and then one day heard a song on the radio and it stopped him in his tracks, which was an incredible testimony. But for all you parents and adults out there, which we found, Tor, you're you're probably one of the babies that listen or follow mixtape theology, but I- anyone... That, uh, you know, the soccer moms out there and the people that are my age that grew up on this that were in college or teenagers, you know, make Christian music part of the culture of your home. It really helped shape you. Yeah. You just grew up. It was just part of your household. Absolutely. So that's fantastic. Um, well, you know, you have mentioned Carmen and, you know, you've got this, this shirt on. Who's in the house? JC. Was there any specific... Carmen song that sticks out to you that when you think of, I mean, it just blows your mind and, and, and just helped you grow in your faith and in your, your walk with the Lord? Absolutely. I mean,
1: there are so many songs, and I have to say that every album that he released, every one of them are masterpieces. But the one that really sticks out to me was from the Absolute Best record, 1993, and it's the last song. Oh, on the year of your birth. <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh yes, right. Out of the womb. So, um, <laughs> in 1993, the absolute best record, and the last, very last song on the record is a song called "Serve the Lord," mm-hmm. and that song is
0: really much like um, you may you may have heard many cre- like songs of creed, right? Like yeah, F- West King and, and Rich Mullins, Rich Mullins, right? Yeah, that song is very much a, a proclamation, a creed of everything. Carmen really stating some main key beliefs of Christianity, just laying it out there
1: in a song. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and just, I mean, the first time hearing it was on um, on a VHS, on the Raising the Standard, the live video, and uh, he sung the song and just the lyrics just says it itself. I believe in God, the Father, Jesus Christ, his only Son, and the blessed Holy Spirit, distinct yet three in one. Mm. And I believe there is forgiveness for everything we've done. And that is why all the more I will serve Him." And so um, just literally just, as you said, it all just lays down on the line on why our faith really comes down to, just and just really just nothing else really matters, and just really how we believe that Jesus died a brutal death and that it that it just really just wrecked Him and, and, and that our sins were laid upon Him. And on the third day He rose again, o- overcoming sin, death, hell, and destruction and um and just the way that the song is just really just really propels just really just helps motivate you just Mm -hmm. to really just make your decision as the chorus says i have made my decision i've staked my claim i've drawn the line in the sand and i won't be
0: ashamed with the world behind me and the cross before By the grace of God, I will serve the Lord. Mm, Amen. Man, there's so much that we can unpack there. Like, I mean, Carmen really just lays out the message of the gospel and there is so much deep theology. I mean, there's, there's sometimes where we're trying to, to maybe to, to read in the symbolism or the poetry of a song and understanding, um, you know, what the song's about. There's no guessing what this song's about. I mean, Carmen just kind of puts it right in front of our faces and what he believes. And yeah, you're, you're dealing with key doctrines, like you said, the Trinity, um, forgiveness, as he says, I believe in forgiveness, um, crucifixion, where cru- he was crucified on a tree, believe in the Son of God. We've got Christology in there. He rose from the dead. He's talking about the resurrection. And then, yes, this creed, this proclamation that he's made his decision and will state his claim drawn a line in the sand. I will not be ashamed. And you know, I was, I was really interested, and I didn't look up to see if Carmen wrote this song. Um, I don't know if you know. Did? Yes, he okay. wrote this song. And so, and you know, part of the next verse, um, I, I couldn't help but remember a famous hymn that I grew up singing in church, and and, and must have been uh, the inspiration of these lyrics With the world behind me and the cross before me, by the grace of God, I will serve him. I was thinking of, I have decided to follow Jesus. Yes. You know, the world behind me, the, the cross, cross before me. You know, and so that's there. And then you must be born again, and, and so much of um, salvation is about new birth. The old life can be washed away, 2 yeah. Corinthians five seventeen. 17. Um, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things become new. And And then he even, later in the song, talks about Satan and his minions. It's not a matter of... That that we are just everything's easy. We're going to be under attack. The enemy is 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 roaring around like a, a lion waiting to devour us. That's right. But then he goes on to say that Jesus is coming back and the way that we're going to make it is trusting in God's word and, and saying, Jesus, you're my everything. I will serve you. And, um, and you know, it's, it's really part of our our creed, our proclamation as we understand the gospel then, you know, it's not about what we do. It's about what Jesus does. And when he does this work in us, fruit of that is us standing and serving him, you know, with our lives. Amen. So, uh, you know, you even mentioned as we were kind of talking before this and and you reached out with um, your thoughts to do this podcast, some scripture, and I thought these were really appropriate. Um, Joshua, chapter 24 verse 15 and uh, this really fits in with the idea if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord choose this day who you will serve mm-hmm. that's right it, that's really what what Carmen's song is about who are you going to serve yeah and um and so he is saying I'm going to serve the Lord based on All this incredible truth that God's word tells us who he is, what he's done um, and how he changes us from the inside out. It makes us born again. And and just I mean, part of it is we serve him because he's God. And so and, you know, and then another scripture, I thought it was is really kind of neat. You mentioned Psalm chapter two. I actually preached a two part sermon on Psalm two the last couple of weeks before this podcast. And you particularly mentioned verse 11, where um, the psalmist, after talking about the nations raging and people plotting against God and against his anointed king. And then eventually we know that the anointed king will be Jesus in the line of David. And then as we begin to understand that. We serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling, understanding that He is our King, mm-hmm. that He is God. We rejoice in Him, and and we serve Him. And and I love the end of that chapter. Um, you know, we think about we all deserve His wrath, but His wrath right. and we do, but His wrath is kindled quickly. Blessed are those who take refuge in Him. Th- there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of peace and refuge in serving. That's right. You know, like God doesn't call us just to just to sit on the pew and kind of be pew potatoes instead of couch potatoes. (laughs) Right. right. You like there is refuge. I mean, it's a blessing. It's a work of grace. Amen. That we get to serve. I mean, what a blessing. I even think about Ephesians 2, how we are saved by grace through faith. And then Paul goes on to say, and we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works you know, for service to him and to the world and just to show his love. So that's absolutely right. And just like you said, it's never just when we just
1: go to church. It's not just only, I mean, sure, it's a requirement just because if you really want to grow in the Lord, you've got to make sure that you're accountable to a local church. But at the same time, you cannot just keep the, the message to yourself. Mm. It's all about just making sure that your relationship with the Lord is right and that everyone has to know what you are about. Mm. And that is just to really know that god is god jesus was sent down from heaven to just show us really what it means to really know what it means to be a part of the kingdom of god and that the kingdom of god is in us mm. and that the holy spirit mm. is the power and the true new entity on what what we truly need to really live the life mm. because amen because it's never easy but it's always really just a, really a piece, as he says, that it's a piece to know that the Lord is with us and that he'll
0: never leave nor forsake us. Mm. Amen. Man, that'll, I'm going to get you preaching on here, Tori. <laughs> all, right. all right. Hey, um, so so I want to do this. Thank you for for sharing your story. And um, I will encourage all of y'all go out and listen to that song um, by Carmen if you haven't yeah. heard it in a while. Um so so here, I'm going to put you on the spot, and we talked about some of your favorite artists before, but if you had to list your top five CCM artists, Ooh. you don't even have to do them in order, but give me your top five. Wow. Can I need at least 100? <laughs> no, you can't do 100. All right. Um, okay, so. Right. I'm guessing Carmen's in there. Yes, Carmen's number one. All right, is Kirk Franklin in there for you? Yeah, Kirk Franklin's in there, number two. All right. And uh, number three, wow, let's see, DC Talk. DC Talk. He's a favorite of uh, a lot of our followers. They are. I mean, we got a lot of Jesus freaks out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Um, Also, I really love, um, okay, Jeff Dio, oh yeah, and Sonic Flood, yeah. Now as Jeff Dio, he actually is a part of your church here at Cornerstone. Yeah, Worthy. he was a part wrote, of our church, right. and
1: I actually got to meet him. And yeah. um, after a few times going back forth with Instagram messaging mm-hmm. and just see, seeing what he does, and celebrating the record, which
0: recently just celebrated like twenty years. Well, yeah, you know, you mentioned Sonic Flood. I think you're the first one that said Sonic Flood, but that album in 1999. Kind of paved the way for a big part of the praise and worship movement. That was like one of the first times a a rock band said, let's do a worship CD. So, yeah. Okay. And then you got one more. Okay. Wow. So
1: let's see. You know what? All right. This excites me. This band, I I found them in 2012. They did a reunion and um and then stopped all of a sudden in 2017 but they started in 1991 but the oc supertones oh yeah oh my goodness yeah sky i've never heard of it when i was little
0: never thought about it when i was little Is there not a lot of sky being played in memphis
1: not a lot of there's not
0: yeah yeah that was kind of a it had its window and was really popular and so yeah, those horns and, exactly. and yeah, <laughs>
1: and the fast-paced music and, and it, it originally Scott came from Jamaica, right? And I'm my dad is literally from Haiti and really, and so literally that island culture and that kind of like movement of uh, reggae and oh, yeah. rock and just literally just really had a grasp on me and just literally when I heard hear the supertones and and just their songs about just literally by God and just having the energy mm. on stage and just seeing their archives of what they do. It's just like, Oh my, I missed out on a great band.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you can still, uh, you got Spotify, right. And, yeah. and <laughs> you can still catch it all. Yeah. Um, well that man, that's a good list. Well, um, Tori, thank you again for uh, meeting with us today and, um, and just, uh, for loving Jesus and, um, and serving him. And so it's been an honor that you were able to talk to me today. And I want to thank all you listeners out there, the followers on the Mixtape Theology podcast. It, it's a joy to be able to um, love a lot of the same things that y'all do and talk about this music, talk about God working in our lives. So thanks for being here today. We look forward to hooking up with you again soon, talking some more 90 CCM, talking about Jesus. We love you. And we'll we'll see you soon. Blessings. The Mixtape Theology Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. Find more Christian music related podcasts at newreleasetoday.com.